Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for listening. We're going to talk about some thought work today, and this is going to be a masterclass. So hang in there with me. It's going to be a little bit of a long one, but it's definitely going to be worth a listen. I've been doing a lot of my own thought work lately. My son has decided that it is time for him to move out and be on his own. And of course, he is old enough. But as a mother, I have lots of thoughts about this. And this has really given me an opportunity to examine my initial thoughts and reactions, to examine my feelings and where they're coming from, and to decide whether or not that is how I want to feel and if that's how I want to think. And then I get to choose my thoughts on purpose. After getting through all of my initial emotions and all of the things, I got to decide how I wanted to come off as a mother to my son, how I wanted to make him feel from my perspective. And although my initial reaction was a little bit nervous and I just thought about all the ways that he could save money by staying home and have support and if anything were to happen, at least he would be here and all the things, all the mom things. And so I told him those things in a way that let him know that I support him, I love him, I trust him, I believe in him, and here are some things that I want you to think about before you sign that lease. Now, he went ahead and signed the lease anyway, and I am really happy for him, but the only reason that I was able to get to the place where I could show him love and support is because I was able to get past my own initial feelings, examine what my brain was offering up as suggestions, and choose the thoughts that I really wanted to have. I am going to choose the way I'm thinking about this, and I feel so much better. I feel so good because he knows that I love and trust him. He knows that I'm supportive of him, that I have his back, and that he has someone to come to if things don't go well. And I get to sleep well at night knowing that everything is gonna be okay no matter what, that this is just part of his journey and whatever decision he made was going to be the right one because it's the one that is going to help him learn and take him to the next steps of his life. That is just one example of how I personally have to continue to do my work. I think that people listen to the podcast, they read the social media, they get coaching, and they have this perception that we all are there already, that I have my shit together, I've done all my thought work, and so I don't have to do any of this work on my own, but that is not the case. This is an ongoing process. It's something that we always have to do. And that is what really separates what I do from what the dieting world does. I don't give you a beginning and an end. I teach you how to always be present with yourself so that you can continue to coach yourself through the obstacles so that when shit hits the fan, you have the tools that you need to look at what's going on and make a better decision. 
our brains are fascinating. It's amazing what they're willing to hold on to. They just grab a thought, and when they decide that thought is good enough, they start going to work to prove that it's true. If you think it enough times, or if you are in a really emotional situation when the thought comes up, then it becomes a belief. When we attach that emotion to whatever thought, that is when it creates the beliefs that we have. Most of us don't spend a lot of time questioning whether or not the way that we think is true or helpful. We just take whatever comes up in our minds and we run with it. Our thoughts create how we feel and then we react from that place. If we think in the same way over and over again, then we react in the same way over and over again And that is what creates the outcomes that we have. So if there's a relationship problem, if there's a weight issue, if there's a money issue, whatever it is, you can bet that there is some thought work that can be done to improve it. What is really interesting is that when we think in a negative way, we literally program our brains to receive more negativity. The receptors in our brain soak it up and write it as truth. But that's not all we get. You also get the bonus of lessening the positive thoughts at the same time. The real shit sandwich is that our brains already skew negative. That is how we learn to survive. We were on high alert. And while we don't need to be as neurotic about looking for bad shit right now, or at least not in the same way, we didn't outgrow that tendency. Now, before you go lighting your dumpster full of thoughts on fire and jump in with your bullshit, I do want to offer you some hope. More than hope, actually. This is a chance to hack the system and just do something different. All the stuff that I just said about negativity also works with positive thinking. Now, we don't need to just think positive and erase all of our feelings. That isn't going to work because we don't live in the clouds. We want to feel shitty about shitty things. I wanna feel sad when I'm sad. I wanna feel pissed off when I'm pissed off about something that is unjust in the world. So I'm not trying to tell you to just erase all the negativity and pretend to be positive about it and hope that someday you will be. That's not how this works. When we feel bad about certain things, that's what helps us get out of terrible situations. And it helps us avoid the very real dangers that we live with. What we don't wanna do is feel shitty by default. And especially not about the things that we could be feeling really good about. Do you know what happens when we feel really shitty about the things that we actually wanna feel good about? Self-sabotage, but that is an episode for another day. So here's what I want you to do, and take this serious. Get out your journal, pen and paper, the napkin that's holding your gum, whatever you've got because I'm gonna give you a list and it is gold. So don't say I didn't ever give you anything. If you don't take the time to actually do this work, well then you don't even need to strike the match. Your dumpster is probably raging right now and it's not just going to quit because. Okay, step one, change your narrative about things taking forever and that being a bad thing. When you think that it's going to take too long, It just leaves you desperate for any old quick fix to get you out of your pain. You want less pain in the process? Then understand that it's a process that doesn't end. You will always and forever have to do this work. 
which leads me to like step 1A, maybe. Tell yourself that you want to do this work. Stop saying it's hard and all the other exhausting bullshit. It's not hard until you assign perfection and unrealistic expectations to it. Now, that was just your bonus step. Step two, look at what isn't working in your life. This probably isn't that hard. Since most of my listeners are here for weight loss or some other physical transformation, that's the example that I'll refer to, but it works for anything. Any goal that you've set over and over again, anything that you've aimed for many times and you just don't seem to be getting anywhere with it, that is where you know you have a thought problem. This doesn't mean that you're a negative person or anything like that. Let's not make it mean something about you. It just means that the thoughts that you keep on thinking about this thing are not supporting your goal. You're giving up before you get to the magic. Once you've decided whatever it is that you're going to work on, start paying attention. A lot of my clients have beliefs that they don't even know that they have. They believe weight loss is hard, their metabolism is broken, it's in their genes, they don't have willpower, it takes a lot of willpower, they don't like vegetables, they don't like exercise, they don't have time, they're too stressed out, too busy, all the things. Now your brain is probably wanting to argue with me right now, isn't it? It's saying, but Steph, this is true, I am all of these things. While some things might be outside of your control, We don't need to sit and focus on that because so much is in your control. Even if it feels really true, oftentimes there's a lot you can do about it just by thinking differently. You aren't broken. The sooner you get on board with that and get over the initial fear that if what I am saying is true, then you have to get to work and take responsibility, the sooner we can get some shit done that actually works. Now you're still here so I'm assuming you're ready. The way that you think doesn't change quickly when we're doing it with purpose. You might have some big life-changing event that changes how you think and feel, but the rest of the shit is just a process. And this process is your brain's way of staying efficient. It wants to be sure that you are serious about this new thing before it decides to slow down the subconscious behavior that it does each day in order to rewire it. At first, when you hear a new concept and you buy in, your old beliefs are still going to be there. Your brain is going to barely open a crack for the new belief to leak in. This is where 90% of your old thinking still exists, and maybe 10% of new thoughts are starting to become entertained. This is where you're thinking about your goals. You're hoping that maybe you can make some changes. You're listening to something that someone else is saying, and you might even be taking some big action steps at this point. You're running on hope, excitement, enthusiasm. This is the point where like you would sign up for a new program, hire a coach, maybe you're joining a gym, you're cleaning out your closet and your fridge and you're swearing off the carbs. You're doing all of these things. Your actions change, but your beliefs are still there. Now, if you're lucky, you hired a coach like me who isn't going to make you throw out your carbs or do any of the other diety shit that you can find online for free 99 because eventually the shine of the new project you is going to wear off and your normal circumstances start to trickle back in. This is where you get to really watch your brain do some gymnastics. This is where you start thinking, it's too hard, it's taking too long, if I could just keep it together, why do I suck so bad? 
it's just never going to happen for me. Whether this is two days or two months in, it always comes up eventually. If the old thoughts win, then you stop showing up for our coaching calls and you just kind of fade out of the work. You write it off as another thing that just sucked. But here's the way we avoid quitting on ourselves. Look at these thoughts that come up as suggestions. I know it's hard because you're feeling some kind of way about it, but just hear me out. Next time something comes up into your head, just look at it and say, well, that's one suggestion. Here's another one. Your brain is taking that 90% of what you've always thought and it's handing it a megaphone that you don't actually have to do anything that that shouting is telling you to do. Your new job is to redirect. Now, at first, it's going to feel a little weird. You might feel like you're lying to yourself, and that's okay. If you can't muster up the temporary belief on your own, borrow some of mine because I believe in you. I know you've got this. But you have to make it your practice. And now that you have some belief, mine or yours, start asking some really good questions. When my brain offers the thought, I'll start over tomorrow, what can I think instead? Is there one thing that I can do today that will reinforce commitment instead of defeat? Maybe your energy is drained after a long day of work and you don't want to get to the gym. Can you go for a walk? Can you walk around your house or your property? Can you plan out how you're going to avoid missing workouts due to work stress in the future? It really doesn't matter what you do, but you have to get used to asking the question so that your brain knows that you want another option, that you're not going to just go for option A, quit every single time. After practicing that for a little while, you start getting into 75-25 land. That means that now you have 25% of new thoughts turning into beliefs. Yay! And 75% of your dumpster is still just a blazon you notice that you've changed a little bit. You're starting to entertain the option that you can actually make different choices than you have before. You're starting to hear those thoughts kind of pop up and you're getting a little bit better at catching them while you're having them and redirecting them without a lot of work. Allow yourself to be a student and embrace learning. After you've had a few fuck ups and you keep going, your thoughts and beliefs start to look more like 50-50. You aren't having so much trouble sitting at the table for your meals anymore. You're open to eating a little bit less and trying to see if you're still satisfied. You're curious, you're making fewer excuses, and you're getting cautiously optimistic about changing for good this time. And this is where you really start to dig in and go for it. You still have doubts. You still wonder if you have what it takes, but you take action with less resistance and some of your shouty bullshit has given up the megaphone. You're spending equal time thinking about how you are going to make it and figuring out how to overcome the obstacles as you're doubting yourself. You're learning. Every time you notice an unhelpful thought show up, your job is to catch it and redirect it. And it's happening faster now. Many will still slip under the radar and that's okay. You're human. But when you pay attention, you'll notice quite a few of them. Keep asking yourself. What else could I think about this? What are my other options? Is there another way to look at it or feel about it? And am I reacting right now? What decision would the version of me six months from now want me to make? 
once all of this is over, what would I be most proud of? Now your new thoughts are climbing that ladder and you're living in 75, 25, 80, 20. 80% of what you think about what you're doing is helpful. It's goal supportive. And 20% is just the embers that haven't quite given up yet. This is where the magic lives. This is where you get really good at seeing your nonsense. It doesn't mean that you won't have any. It just means that you don't let it make decisions for you nearly as often. And when it starts to make decisions for you, you catch it early enough to start redirecting it. That is exactly what happened to me when my son decided he was moving out. At first, I reacted. At first, I had all my feelings. I had to take a pause. I had to take a breath. I had to let all those feelings work through so that I could really strip away the drama and say, what is the truth about this and how do I really want to feel about it? These are your opportunities to change your circumstances. You don't hide from the feelings of disappointment anymore. You welcome them as opportunities to learn. You don't just check out and stop showing up for our coaching calls because you're too afraid to face the discomfort. You show up prepared to get coached and take action on what you learn. You can start to find humor in the ways that your mind still comes up with nonsense and you delight in knowing that it's only a matter of time that you solve this one and then you move on to another one. The 10 to 20% of your shit thoughts that still remain become no big deal. Doesn't mean you won't hurt, doesn't mean you won't make bad choices, but they're just not that dramatic. You begin to have your own back and have enough faith that you're going to get through it. I have a habit of brushing my teeth, but that doesn't mean that once in a while I don't lie down in bed and think, well, shit, I need to get up and brush. This is not a problem. It's just me being human. It's just me forgetting sometimes and then having some thoughts about it and then moving on. Now, if you're kind of getting it, but you still don't know what to do, this is where you start to make your list. You have to be committed to trying a lot of different things and I'm gonna get you started. First and foremost, journal. A lot. You can type stuff out if you want, but I'm a really big fan of pen to paper. It takes a little longer, and that gives your brain time to filter through all the surface level stuff and get to the hidden thoughts that you probably didn't even know you had. Journal on purpose. This is not about the Dear Diary shit. Do that too if you want. There's a place for all of it. I do that sometimes too. But I want you to journal in a way that teaches you something, not in a way that just has you complaining on paper. If you have a moment that you aren't proud of, write it down and pick it apart with curiosity, not judgment. Use the questions I mentioned earlier about what you could think instead, how you would like to react in the future, and what you learned. Pick some alternative thoughts to put on paper so that you really learn how to execute them. You're giving your brain a new path to take. So make it good. If you didn't have a slip up, great. Journal on all the things you did right today. Actually do that anyway. Always end your journaling sessions on a proud note. Journal on how you were thinking in order to overcome the obstacles. Write down how good it felt to notice that you didn't even want the break room donuts today. Congratulate yourself on all the thought work that has been paying off. 
This is how we reward ourselves and build momentum without using food. These are our gold star moments. And your brain loves some gold stars. If you're like most of my clients, you're going to bitch and complain about having to talk nicely to yourself, especially on days that you feel like you fucked it up. But get over it and do it anyway. I mean, real talk here. Don't you want your journey to feel good? Don't you want your brain to remember how great it feels to have your own back so it goes looking for more opportunities to do just that? You quit when it's miserable, so stop making it miserable. Start journaling about what you're thinking and what you could be thinking and what results would come from each of those thoughts. It's how you learn to think on purpose. If you change your behaviors, but not your thoughts, then your brain isn't going to know how to make the changes feel good enough to stick. So give it a whole library of good shit to pick from and just watch how different the process feels and how much more committed you are to staying with it. All right, next strategy. Compare in a healthy way. And I know I talk about comparison all the time and how you shouldn't compare because for the most part, it's some unhealthy bullshit and you use it as a way to punish yourself not helpful. I'm not saying look at somebody's stomach that you wish you had, then look at yours and feel like shit. What I am saying is look to someone who has the habits and behaviors you want to have and see how they model them with their thoughts. Are they sweating at the table because they're afraid of dessert? Or are they eating their favorite foods and leaving behind the rest when they've had enough? Are they complaining about how stressed they are or talking about how blessed they are? Are they someone who talks about the great things in their life? Or are they someone you see in your messages and you get filled with dread because you know they're going to be complaining about some bullshit? Find people that think the way you want to think and start asking yourself what advice they might give you in the moment that you struggle. Be open to meditation. I can just feel you cringing right now, but hear me out because you don't have to do hours on end. However, Those who meditate learn to make decisions in a less reactive way. A couple minutes a day and you teach yourself to pause before deciding. You learn to be present in the moment and enjoy your surroundings. Instead of shoveling food as fast as you can to numb the discomfort, you learn to breathe through it and you know it will pass. Meditation has a lot of great benefits and it doesn't take forever. So... Sit your ass down and just try it for a while. Give yourself a month and see what happens. Take stretchy action. Stretchy action is the kind of action that you take that feels a little bit uncomfortable, but not impossible. Do the little things. Fill up your water bottle every time you pass the sink. Schedule your workouts. Keep the little promises to yourself every day that build your confidence. And when you go to take that action, This is where you listen up because your brain is about to offer a goldmine of dumpster fire thoughts. It's too small. It won't count. It doesn't matter. Start tomorrow. No one will know. It's just one bite. I just want it. Hit snooze one more time. These are the thoughts that you need to start looking at and redirecting because they are the ones that lead to the big actions that you're not taking. Assess your progress. And I'm not telling you to measure, weigh, or try on your gold jeans. What I mean is to check in with yourself for a minute or two every day. What went well? What didn't? Did I do the things I said I wanted to do? Why or why not? 
Are there any opportunities to improve how I'm thinking or acting each day? What is my 1% better action that I can take tomorrow? What am I learning about myself? Repeat, repeat, repeat. This is how we learn to hold ourselves accountable in a loving and growth-centered way. This is not about sitting and saying, well, I screwed up my day and these are all the things I did wrong and all of this mental nonsense. This is about really getting curious about what you were thinking when you weren't showing up and what you were thinking when you were so you can repeat it over and over again. That is how we get our results. Learn to practice open statements and questions. When something isn't going well and you have a hard time changing your thoughts in the moment of struggle, this is your tool. Open statements and questions sound something like this. What am I willing to be wrong about? I'm open to trying this. I wonder if this could also be true. How can I practice this on a smaller scale? I am becoming someone who. I'm open to believing. One day I could. I've noticed that my thought about this is. None of these make you commit to a new thought or belief. They just open a little more space in your mind to contemplate it. You may find you're willing to experiment a little and make a few changes just in the name of curiosity. They take the pressure off. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Become someone who is endlessly patient, kind, and curious. Forget that timeline. It takes as long as it takes and you'll never get to a place where you just stop working on your thoughts while you still maintain new results. It just won't happen. Remember, your brain skews negative. Thinking in a helpful way is a daily practice. So thought work is the new sexy or whatever. Get good at pausing and reflecting. If you can, pause before you react to a circumstance. If you react without pausing, don't judge yourself. Just do the thought work after as soon as you get off the shame train and you can be compassionate. That way your brain knows that you're going to think things through no matter what. It will help you get better at slowing down your reaction time. There is a lot of benefit to reflecting back and unraveling the thoughts so that you know what you need to do the next time. And last but not least, I am teaching you how to do the work on things that are in your control. What I'm not addressing here is underlying trauma that keeps your nervous system in a reactive state. If you have some trauma work to do, some of these tools might not prove effective for you until you get support for that. Work on what you can. Always, always, always do your work from a place of love and not from a place of self-loathing. You are worth this work. Part of you believes that or you wouldn't have even made it all the way to the end of this episode because it's long. Keep reminding yourself that you are worth it. Believing in yourself is a bit exhausting. It takes a lot of focus, but just like learning to drive or play an instrument, you have to focus on the little steps for a while, every single one. You get nervous and you clunk around a bit, but eventually things come together and you get to relax into it. You're an active participant, sure, but you don't have to think about every single move you make. And that is how thought work is too. You practice 
Maybe you fuck around a little bit and then you start getting good enough for it to maybe even be enjoyable sometimes. All right. That is your whole ass masterclass on how to think on purpose to change your life. If you've got it, but you file this under the I'll do it later tab, well, then you miss the whole fucking point. Stop nodding your head in agreement only to switch to Instagram and start scrolling. Consumption is an action and that is not going to change shit. If you're overwhelmed, I get it. Sometimes we need some help for a while and that's what I do. I help you see what you haven't been able to see yourself and I teach you how to coach yourself through it. If you're down for that kind of commitment, shoot me an email and let's get to work. That is all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Let me know what actions you're committed to taking and tag me. All of my information is in the show notes. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or you want to learn about how we can work together one-on-one, drop into my inbox. It's always open for you. Bye.